BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets on the road, beginning a long six-game Western Conference road trip at the Denver Nuggets. We will give you our game preview of that one. Talk about the road trip as a whole. Hornets clearly not playing very well right now. They've lost seven straight and have fallen to 7-22 and on the season, uh, but even even if they were at the top of the Eastern Conference or the NBA, this would still logistically be a very difficult road trip. We will break it down for you. And we're going to talk about the return of Gordon Hayward. Really started to look more like himself in the second half of yesterday's game. And he has some serious influence on the rest of the rotation most likely in a positive sense. That's our feeling, at least. We'll talk about all these topics with my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo. Rob, let's begin with the return of Gordon Hayward. Much like when LaMelo Ball made his way back into the rotation earlier this season for the first time, first half shooting wasn't particularly strong for Gordon Hayward, came out of the locker room after halftime and really started to look more like himself. Furthermore, his decision-making, his defensive presence uh, helped the team team get off to that magnificent start in the third quarter unfortunately when they started to break the lineup and and just as things moved along quite frankly it deteriorated so Gordon Hayward's impact certainly seemed to be felt as the game progressed and I'm hoping that game two he will continue to have that second half impact right from the start help the Hornets start to turn this thing around but your thoughts on the return of Gordon Hayward generally before we get into the domino effect on the rest of the rotation well it's the first time that we've been able to finally see Gordon and Terry Rozier and LaMelo Ball all out on the floor at the same time this year and we're going into what ends up being game 30 here in a few in a few hours so the fact that that's been the 
just the reality of the situation for the Hornets this year is borderline crazy. I know that Charlotte's had to deal with Gordon's injuries over the past couple of seasons ever since he got here, but it's one of those things where they have at least had him for the beginning of the season. It's a little bit different when a guy goes down in the middle of the year or towards the end of the year. At that point, you kind of have an idea of what your rotations look like, who has the strong hand against what matchups and that sort of thing. You don't really get that at the beginning of the season just because you're trying to figure out all those pieces. Yeah, you play the five preseason games, but between that and training camp, At the end of the day, there's not really a whole lot of time to kind of figure out where everybody needs to be. So the fact that the Hornets have been having to play this constant three-card Monty, just this shuffling of the lineup day in and day out because of all the injuries, it's finally nice to have some stability back there as well. And like you said, there's going to be a pretty big ripple effect up and down the lineup, especially because of the way that the depth of this team is going to be able to finally be put on display here, hopefully with all these injuries out of the way. There are still other missing players who will have further domino effects. Cody Martin almost certainly would get plugged into the rotation. That might take away minutes from, uh, say, a, a Kai Jones or a JT Thor. Most Almost certainly Dennis Smith Jr. steps back into the rotation, and even with as well as Teo Maladon has played over the course of his run here with the Hornets, uh, you would think Dennis Smith Jr. would have at least the opportunity to plug back in as the backup point guard. And P.J. Washington missed the last game. That would have an impact on the rotation as well. But Gordon Hayward is, is the big move. Him going into the starting lineup slid Kelly Oubre Jr. back to a sixth-man role. Kelly still had the same shot volume as the other game. He took more shots than anyone else on the team from the field, ended up going 5 of 19, had 16 points. Um, But I think it's a net positive for the squad having Kelly Oubre come off the bench. He mixes in really well with the rest of that starting five whenever he does plug his way in to the rotation. And if he's playing alone with the young guys, he's someone who can be a reliable scorer throughout. So that part of the puzzle makes a lot of sense. It's where does everyone else go? It seemed to me that with a 10-man rotation last game against the Atlanta Hawks, the reason it got to 10 was foul trouble for Jalen McDaniels. That allowed JT Thor in. He played pretty well and was able to stick in for the remainder of his minutes. But it seemed to me that the first domino to fall was... Kelly Oubre going to the bench, and the second one was JT Thor probably hopping out of the rotation for the moment. But the best news of all for this is that after weeks and weeks of head coach Steve Clifford looking to the end of the bench and only finding players in street clothes, now he's finding players with some experience. So he has some options on who plays, who doesn't. I do think, however, that those first two guys off the bench are likely going to be Jalen McDaniels and Kelly Oubre, assuming that P.J. Washington is back for tonight's game against Denver. Certainly makes sense to me and you kind of feel bad for Kelly in a sense because he started every game up until this point because of all those injuries and he's filled in admirably I mean he went on that streak of 20 or more points per game for nine straight and it was snapped after Friday's game just because he got relegated to the bench a little bit just because his minutes got shortened but again like you mentioned same shot volume so it was bound to happen eventually not everybody can stay hot for the entirety of the season that's just the reality of the situation so I kind of feel bad for Kelly in a sense because he did everything he was asked to and then just because of the injuries and people getting healthier he gets back into the rotation back onto the bench but Kelly's the kind of guy that it doesn't really matter as long as the team is winning and as long as he's able to contribute and he certainly was able to contribute in Friday's game obviously the win did not come but the The fact that you're able to just have that much more scoring power on the bench is huge because the bench points have been an issue for Charlotte here over the first 
couple weeks of the season just because of the way that these injuries have happened. I mean, when you're losing the majority of your scoring output in LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, and Gordon Hayward, you're obviously going to have some growing pains. So the fact that Kelly goes to the bench, he's that veteran scoring presence more or less. I mean, the Hornets already had 45 bench points in Friday's game against Atlanta, mostly because of Kelly. Before that, you're looking at maybe in the 20s, maybe maybe in the 30s if you're lucky, if you're the Hornets in terms of just getting that bench production. So there's not as much pressure now on the starters to say they have to go out there and play 35 or more minutes. They have to go out there and score north of 20. There's a little bit more ability to be able to focus on the defensive end of the glass, and hopefully that defense turns into offense and transition points, which we know LaMelo Ball is so capable of doing with pushing the tempo. So with all those things said, it's only going to help the Hornets moving forward, getting Gordon back into the fold. Agree with you on it's only going to help the Hornets. I don't like to disagree with you, Rob, but I, I do think that the minutes probably had more to do with the score. I think head coach Steve Clifford pulled the plug with about three and a half minutes left. Those minutes probably all go to Kelly Oubre if the team was finishing through the tape, so to speak. That probably puts him around 34 minutes on the game, and he, he finishes with roughly what he had been uh, posting. Uh, I think the 30 minutes, yes, it's a downturn. It's the fewest minutes he had played in a game since November 28th against Boston, but that was also the last time the Hornets got effectively boat raced in a game, and so that, I think that's more the reason why the minutes were, were down slightly, and as we talked about, the shots were up. 19 attempts, that's the most on the team. That's relatively in line with what he has been taking previous low for shots in the game was the contest against Milwaukee where he still scored 20 on the reason that day was down was because he got to the line so much he took 12 free throws so that took away effectively five shots from uh, what would have been his grand total so uh, I think Kelly Oubre is going to be fine on the shots and fine on the scoring um, because as we've discussed his role on the bench is even more pronounced and he's going to fit in a lot with LaMelo Ball and the starters throughout the game as that sixth man and that should create better opportunities which have served him well. He's knocked down eight threes over the last two games. That is the most threes he's made in a two-game spread since the team visited Miami all the way back in November. All right, coming up next, we are going to talk about this road trip as a whole. It is a long and grueling one here for the Charlotte Hornets. What are some of the pitfalls in it, regardless of how well the team might be playing at the time? Uh, this one's got its challenges, and we'll discuss them next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo, the Hornets starting on a six-game road trip, and for the purposes of this podcast segment, I'm going to loop in the seventh game, the one directly after versus the Oklahoma City Thunder because it might as well be a road game with the way this schedule has been laid out. Here's what we're looking at. Hornets are going to visit the Denver Nuggets tonight. That's never easy. Uh, The altitude is a real effect and factor in Denver. Uh, It is for teams no matter how often you come out here and uh, certainly once per season when you visit Denver and Salt Lake City and Utah. um, Tendency is for the NBA to put those two teams together so you're only dealing with elevation once. That clearly did not happen this time for the Hornets. So you go from from Denver to Sacramento on the back-to-back. Then after that, you have your third game in four days visiting the L.A. Clippers. Then you've got a day off before taking on the L.A. Lakers. That is more like a home game situation where you're in the same city for multiple days, so that should serve the Hornets well. Two days off over Christmas before you visit the Portland Trailblazers, and then you're right back to that three games in four days situation, and this one might be as taxing as any you'll see in the NBA. You go from Portland to San Francisco. Certainly is not an easy uh, travel circumstance. Portland is kind on an island geographically for the NBA, so that is a longer flight than you might think. Going into Golden State, who has been a much better home team than road team, rooting for everyone to have full health when we get there uh, for both teams, quite frankly, um, but Golden State, a much better home team than road team. And then after that, you've got a cross-country red-eye flight, one day off to hopefully sleep, and then you wake up the next morning and you're playing the Oklahoma City Thunder on your home floor. That is a difficult travel three games in four days stretch. I think I've broken down the entirety of the road trip. Rob, uh, I don't know. Do you want to go, what's the toughest two or three of these? I mean, it, it is, even if you were playing perfect basketball, if you had all your guys healthy, if everything was going in your favor, you'd look at this and say, there might be two or three schedule losses on this slate. Well, the problem with the schedule is I think the back-to-backs, like you talk about those so-called schedule losses that we usually say. Now, when you take a look at the way that some of these teams playing, I mean, obviously Denver is one of the top teams in the West. Sacramento's looked really good, and the fact that you play them together in consecutive nights is going to be really difficult. Clippers are going to be the Clippers. The Hornets have not had great success against them for the last handful of years. The Lakers, of course, at home are a very difficult opponent to beat. As always, Portland at home, they have a really good atmosphere there as well. And then Golden State's the defending NBA champs for a reason. I know that they're going to have they're going to be without Steph Curry for a couple of weeks now with that shoulder injury. But at the end of the day, this is just a very brutal Western Conference swing. When you compare it to last season, the Hornets kind of had their Western Conference trips broken down into two separate occasions. They had one at the very beginning of the year where they had 
Golden State at Sacramento, and then they played in L.A. for two consecutive nights. Then they had to come across the country and play Memphis after a day of rest. So that one wasn't as bad at the end of the day, but it still was a very difficult one for the Hornets. Then they had to go back out closer towards this time of the year where they had to go to Dallas, San Antonio. Then they had to go west even further to Portland, drop down into the desert to play Phoenix. Then they had to go to Utah and hit Denver on the way back, but they were done after that. So that was kind of the good news that they got that Western Conference swing out of the way. This year, it's pretty similar in a sense where they have all of these games lined up that you just mentioned, and then there's a little bit of a break there in January where they have to go back out to the mountain time zone. They have to play at Utah, and they have to play at Phoenix, and they also have to play at Houston and at Atlanta during a four-game road trip. So it's not as as bad as last year, maybe, I think, in a sense. But at the same time, it's maybe even worse just because they have so many back-to-backs on this one. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the worst qualities of both of last year's two, or last season's, I should say, two Western Conference road trips are both included in this one. Last season, you mentioned the the back-to-back propensity of them uh, with moving cities. That was in the second road trip. And then in the first one, you had that three games in four days situation where you had back-to-back in L.A. That's not so terrible because if you're going to play a back-to-back, you might as well do it in the same city. That's preferable. Um, But then the third game was essentially a cross-country flight to Memphis. Good news, though, is Charlotte won that game at Memphis. So uh, the team getting healthier now, they're in a much better position to handle this. You have the depth to rotate the rotation, so to speak, and bring in new guys off the bench and uh, have a a more rested and well-charged second or third guy off the bench to come in and be a spark plug for the team. Um, But this one, certainly, it has its challenges. This is not going to be an easy stretch. It begins tonight with the Hornets visiting the Denver Nuggets. And when we return, we will give you our game preview for that one. Denver, a very strong team in the Western Conference right now at 17-11. and Hornets at 7-22 and in desperate need for a win. We'll give you our players and statistics to watch when we return here on the Hornets Hivecast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger 
feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Rob, this is a, a difficult task here. The Hornets taking on a very good Denver Nuggets team. Denver currently sitting at 17-11. and 11. They are coming off a road loss against the Los Angeles Lakers, the resurgent LA Lakers, I should say. 126-108 to was the final score in that one, but previously they had won 3 in in a row. They've won back-to-back home games and for the most part have just been a very, very difficult team as you might expect on their home floor inside Ball Arena. Uh, there is the elevation to contend with and also there's the Joker, Nikola Jokic, to contend with. Uh, that team 8-3 and three so far this season on their home floor. One of the best home records in the NBA. Only team with, only teams I should say, with fewer home losses than the Nuggets are the Memphis Grizzlies, whom the Hornets have already visited and the Golden State Warriors, who Charlotte will see later on on this road trip you know how this works rob we need players to watch and a statistic to watch you get to select first well you mentioned that three-game winning streak that denver was on previously to that the nuggets lost three in a row so hopefully they're starting another three-game skid in favor of the hornets where they're able to take advantage of that tonight but yeah the very difficult opponent to take on their home floor like you said and it all starts with the guy you also mentioned who's my player to watch Nikola Jokic. i know it's kind of cheating that you're taking the reigning MVP two times in, a, in two consecutive years as kind of the player to watch. But, I mean, it's it speaks for itself. 25 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists in that loss against the Lakers. He also had four steals in there as well. So he's just so difficult to stop. But the Hornets have had... I don't want to say success against them, but they did beat the Nuggets last year in Denver. And in that game, Jokic was a monster. He was north of 20, both in points and rebounds. But he also turned the ball over six times. So it's just all about trying to get the ball out of his hands. I know that's easier said than done, especially when you're talking about a guy that is so large and can pass in unconventional ways where I swear if LaMelo Ball put on maybe 100-some pounds and a couple more inches, he'd be Nikola Jokic the way that he passes the ball. That's just the way that Nikola Jokic plays plays and it's really amazing to see but at the end of the day it all starts with him I know there's other guys out there like Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray that also can carry the load those guys were also in double figures against the Lakers as well but at the end of the day it all starts it all stops as well with Jokic can't argue with that pick. He's a two-time MVP for a reason. Just a, a spectacular, spectacular player. I have to go in a different direction. I'm going to take Aaron Gordon, who you mentioned. Jamal Murray, obviously a very dangerous player, and him coming back is a huge part of the reason why Denver's gone from being a mid-level team with an MVP candidate to now one of the favorites in the Western Conference with an NB- MVP candidate. But I think the other piece to that puzzle is Aaron Gordon, who they added last season. Uh, Gordon is a tremendous physical talent. He's a little little bit like a young Blake Griffin in what he can bring to the game in terms of physicality. He also is an improved three-point shooter from earlier in his career. He's shooting 37% from distance this season, uh, one of the best marks he's ever had. And when he goes for 20 or more and really is that third big-time scorer, kind of like a a Chris Middleton for Milwaukee, uh, it just becomes very difficult to beat Denver. It's not impossible. It's difficult. He scored 20 or more nine times this season. The team is is 6-3, and uh, and a couple of those losses were just blowouts where perhaps one of the other big stars did not have a good night, and, and Aaron Gordon was kind of the only one running well, so to speak. So Aaron Gordon, I think, 
the Nuggets are going to be difficult enough to take down if Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray do what they are likely to do on a nightly basis. But if Aaron Gordon goes off as well, uh, they're going to be very, very difficult to keep up with. Next up, Hornets player or a statistic to watch? Let's go with statistic to watch because I think it's going to tie into my players to watch. Maybe we'll see. Depends on how I'm feeling. But at any rate, I have to go with the bench points. I know we talked about it for the most part in that first segment about Kelly Oubre going back to the bench and just providing that much more of a spark. But when you take a look at both of these teams and how they kind of match up, the Nuggets don't have a really great bench presence. They scored 23 bench points the other night against the Lakers. And the person that usually leads the charge is Bones Highland. He only had five points in that game. He was a great rookie last year, all rookie team, but he's kind of one of those guys that can be really hot and cold. And that's just kind of the, the way it goes when you're one of those younger players in the NBA. Yeah. He can score North of 20. He can be in double figures, but he also has a couple of duds in there. That Lakers game where he only had five points a couple of weeks ago against the Pelicans, he was held scoreless. There was a couple of games where he was hurt. So it's all kind of, I'm not saying it depends on Bones Highland, how good that bench is going to be, but he certainly is the spark plug that can come into that second unit and score in bunches. So that's why bench points, I think, are going to be really important tonight, especially because Kelly Oubre went back to the bench, and we presume he's going to stay on the bench here for this game tonight against the Nuggets. My stat to watch is going to be turnovers. It's something, quite frankly, I think the Hornets have done a good job of the last couple of games. They've at least been equal or lower turnover than their opposition for three consecutive games going back to the loss at Philadelphia. Uh, So that's a real positive. And it's important because, look, Charlotte is not shooting the ball well at all right now. They are last in the NBA in team field goal percentage. They are last in the NBA in effective field goal percentage. They are third from the bottom in three-point percentage, bottom five and free throw percentage they're just not shooting it very well so they have to get extra attempts and it's something that they have done a very good job of in the last couple of games Uh, the other night against Atlanta Charlotte albeit free throws had something to do with this Trey Young's parade to the free throw line helped them uh, navigate this disadvantage for the Hawks but Charlotte took 23 more shots than Atlanta did the previous game the loss to Detroit Hornets ended up attempting 21 more shots game before that against Philadelphia Hornets ended up taking 10 extra shots. So uh, they've had a good run here of getting extra opportunities, which you, you just have to have if you're not shooting a better percentage. If, if you're in a shooting competition and the other team is a better marksman, you need extra shots. And so the Hornets have done a good job of that. I think turnovers is a great way to do it. Also because of the kinds of opportunities it tends to generate on the other side. If it's a dead ball turnover, you're at least depriving the other team of a look at the basket. But if it's a live ball one, the Hornets in transition and in the fast break, that's been their best offense all season long and it's only going to get better with LaMelo Ball now out there on the floor in a more consistent fashion so turnovers the number to watch for me for this one last but not least a Hornet to watch well I'm going to stick to my promise I'm going to take a look at the bench and I was going to go with Kelly Oubre but the more and more I think about it a little bit I'm going to go with Nick Richards because yeah there's Nicole Jokic and he hardly comes off the floor but at the end of the day when you see this second unit kind of come in for the Nuggets they don't have a ton of size out there for the most part and Nick Richards has been one of those bigs coming off the bench that has been phenomenal this year when you take a look at it at the end of the day Nick Richards is third in the NBA with seven double-doubles coming off the bench this season, and he's had some really good games as of late. Seemed to really like playing the Hawks that first time around. He also had a solid game the other night when the Hornets lost to Atlanta at the Hive as well. 
Comes off the bench for 23 minutes, 13 points, 11 rebounds for a double-double as well, 5-9 and nine from the field, a couple of blocks as well, so he's starting to protect the rim a little bit more. So might be an opportunity for Nick Richards to get some extra minutes when Jokic is off the floor, give Mason Plumlee a little bit of a spell as well, but it's also going to be a really tough matchup if Nick Richards has to guard Nikola Jokic. So Nick Richards has to be my player to watch tonight. Well, you left him open, so I'm going to take him. I think the obvious choice here is LaMelo Ball. He is playing the best of anyone on the team right now. 27 points in the other night's loss to the Atlanta Hawks. His assists were down to three, but that's because he was the hot hand. And you saw Terry Rozier, who was covered up more, quite frankly, by the Atlanta Hawks, more of a focal point of the defense. Uh, He was sharing the ball better to LaMelo. So the, the... workflow in a sense went the other way uh terry rogier ended up with the nine assists lamello ball had the 27 points seven of 13 shooting from three that is huge uh his three-point shot being that dialed in uh this quickly after returning is a great great sign for this team really the level of play for lamello uh this is something to keep an eye on you made a comparison earlier rob on lamello to nikola Jokic and how their court vision and how they share the basketball there's some similarities there i think those are two players that have a, a large amount of respect for one another. Uh, LaMelo Ball has had good performances previously against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Thinking back to uh, the game in Denver last season, Charlotte, a a, a victory on the road, 115-107. to That was one where the bench really did loom large. I remember Ish Smith having a big fourth quarter. Kelly Oubre had a big performance, Uh, but LaMelo Ball kind of set the tone for the team in that one in the starting lineup. And then in a close call on the Hornets' home floor, LaMelo had a big day going for 22 points and 11 assists in a double-double. So anytime he's open, he's always a good pick. LaMelo Ball, my selection for a Hornets player to watch. That's going to do it for this edition of the HHC. It'll be a back-to-back from tonight into tomorrow. So tomorrow, Rob Longo, you get to break down tonight's game against the Nuggets and preview round two against the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, no sleep on the West Coast for any of us, but uh, we'll, we'll take care of it. Daily podcast is always here on the HHC. We will have you covered with all your Hornets notes, quotes, and daily buzz. For Rob Longo and everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, 
safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.